What is up, guys? This is another episode of Couch on Fire Podcast with Rob. How you doing? God, it's been so long that uh, I don't even remember the intro that I did. <laughs> anyway, I think this is the third episode. I'm not going to lie. I think this might be something. Something's, something's coming up, man. This is great. Three episodes, three weeks in a row. I mean, this is mind-blowing. But anyway, um, hope you guys are having a good month of May. I hope uh, your Mother's Day was good. I hope you guys all hung out with your mother. Um, everyone who's listening here had a mother at one point in time. Um, or still does have a mother at one point in time, so hopefully, you know, you got a chance to share it, or if you have a wife that has a, you know, a mother of your child, I mean, you can, I mean, you know, it's Mother's Day, just enjoy it, have fun, Father's Day is coming up, I'm a father, so I'm looking forward to that, you know, to me, Father's Day is like, what is Father's Day? Father's Day is more of the day that I supposedly have off. Yes, I did the rabbit ears. <laughs> like the day that I get to sit down and rest. But recently I've had a lot of those days. I mean, um, you know, I've talked about some uh, things in my personal life, but I've had some good days and some bad days. So, but anyway, let's get right into the episode. I don't want to bore you too much. But yes, so this is three weeks in a row. Wanted to kind of get on here and talk to you guys. I'm excited. I'm feeling better. I'm feeling good. Wanted to get the word out, wanted to talk to you guys and just tell you what's going on in my life again, once again. <laughs> anyway, uh, so the last couple episodes, I just kind of bullshitted, chit-chatted about some things that um, I've been building up inside of me that I wanted to talk about during this quarantine, during, um, you know, just stuff that's been going on in the last year that you really haven't heard too much from me. And um, yeah, and I just want to continue doing that. You know, uh, recently I um, I just watched this show. I'm not going to talk too much about it because I think I might do an episode all about this show. But it's called like Jupiter Legacy. Um, it is it's a comic book show. Why well, I say it's a show because I think it's just like a one part series. I don't know. I don't know too much about it. It kind of just fell in my lap. I'm sitting on Netflix. You know how you ever get to a point when you're on Netflix and like you've you've pretty much exhausted every everything you've seen on Netflix. You've watched it. You've re-watched it. Things are leaving. You're not in the mood for a movie, but you're in a mood to start something new to kind of, you know, spurse it up. And I will say, credits to, to Netflix because they're doing a good job at trying to give us new content for the, us to be sucked in. Um, obviously, I'm waiting for Stranger Things, Volume 4 or Chapter 4, whatever you want to call it. And, um... You know, The Last Kingdom. Oh, watch that show during quarantine. That is a show right there. Um, but yeah, I'm sitting there on Netflix, just going through, just kind of, you know, I don't know what to watch. Then I, it's, I see something on there. It says Jupiter Legacy, and I'm like, what the fuck is Jupiter Legacy? So clearly, I grab my mini computer, aka cell phone, pick it up. I'm going through it. I'm typing it up. Okay, Mac Miller. Okay, I mean Mark Miller. Okay. Uh, the name sounds familiar. This guy who created the Kingsman, the Secret Service thing, you know, the, the movies, but he also created they're a comic. He created a comic called Kick-Ass, which they made a movie out of. And I'm like, man, so this guy created this? This is another comic that he created? And Netflix picked it up? This has got to be good, or it's a low budget and it's got to look shitty. I don't know. I don't know how to view it. So... I decided, I was like, you know what, there's nothing to watch, so I decided to put it on, and bam, I put it on, wow, wow, 
good show. I will say that. Um, I will get more in detail about this show in another episode because I kind of just want to do an episode about this show because it's a pretty, pretty, pretty awesome, um, you know, a good comic show, a good a good story that I have never heard of in my entire life. And it, I, I was surprised. And that's what I like. That's what I like about stuff. Like, don't get me wrong. Marvel's cool. I don't know the whole history of Marvel. I grew up DC. I think a lot of people grew up DC because DC, at least my age, from the 80s to the 90s, DC was the shit. Marvel didn't have shit on DC. Um, mostly Superman and Batman. I mean, those two, you know, alone just did some awesome stuff. But... Anyway, um, yeah, we'll talk about that later. But it gets me thinking, so what else am I going to watch on Netflix? So I want to talk about a show that I watched that really really messed me up mentally. And I know I'm late to this. I was talking to my buddy Ryan. He's like, man, you're like 10 years late. <laughs> like hashtag 10 years late. Uh wasn't that late, but... uh. I watched a show, it just came out, I think in 2018, 2019, um, it was called Surviving R. Kelly. Yes, we're going to, we're going to talk briefly about this, uh, this show real fast. Um, so it is a documentary about this, from the survivors of R. Kelly. Now, when this first came out, I'm, I'm like probably a lot of Americans out there. Um, I heard some things back in the day that he did, but didn't really pay too much attention to it. It is what it is. He got, you know, he didn't go to jail for it. So I'm like, oh, I trust, I trust the judicial system here in the United States. Whatever they say is perfect. I'll tell you right now, after watching all these shows on Netflix, I don't fucking trust anybody in the United States of America. I don't know if you feel the same way I feel, but I do not trust the judicial system in this country. Sadly, no, especially if you're not white and you are not rich, <laughs> you are doomed for failure <laughs> in the United States. But anyway, so I've heard of all this stuff. Um, didn't pay too much attention to it. Then recently, like I said, just scrolling along. Like, what am I going to watch? Let me watch this. So I watched one episode of this show. And man, I'm telling you. Let's fast forward. I mean, let's back up. A couple years. A couple years ago, I watched um, the documentary about surviving Neverland. So it's basically the survivors that are, are the accusers or whatever you want to call them against Michael Jackson about him touching little boys and things like that and just watch, just doing different sexual things. I watched that, and that changed my view on Michael Jackson a lot. Now, does it change? Was it? very severe not necessarily it was only a couple boys that we know of that came forward and a lot of he made them feel like they were in love with him kind of thing and i don't know it was bad but it wasn't as bad as surviving r kelly this guy took it to he took the baton and was like michael sit down i'll take care of this and this motherfucker i mean god you need to see this documentary i can't even talk too much about it because there's just so much to it but in a nutshell you have a very powerful entertainer, right? He's had a messed up childhood. I think we all have had some fucked up stories growing up. You know, some all, all some one thing here, or someone watched us here, or you know, we all have some fucked up stories. But anyway, so he grows up and becomes this R and B singer, right? But 
he has this affectionation with underage girls. Now, he, well, he did. Let's, let's past tense. So he would basically convince underage girls, hey, if you want to come with me, I'll teach you, I'll teach you the ropes. You'll learn the good songs. He actually had a famous singer he took under his wing, Aaliyah. In the 90s, if you were born in the 80s or early 90s, you'd probably know who Aaliyah is. Um, she was like the Beyonce of the time. You know what I'm saying? She was good. I mean, she was great. She had a great song. But lo and behold, I didn't know she got married to R. Kelly when she was 14 and he was like 25 or something like that. So I've learned that he's been taking advantage of girls for a long time. Um, underage girls. Now, when you mean taking advantage of, I mean brainwashing. This guy, he brainwashed him. Listen, I have a wife, but you guys are going to be my, my hoes, and she's going to know about you, but she can't leave the bedroom until she rings a bell, and then I'll give her permission to ring the bell. Just call me daddy. I mean, that is literally the whole first half of this documentary. <laughs> the second half of the documentary he decides after his jail thing, I'm not going to date underage girls anymore. I'm not going to convince them to stay with me. I'm not going to enslave them. He slaves these girls, these poor, weak girls that are vulnerable and they've had fucked up things in their lives. He relates to them. He manip manipulates them. I can't speak. But he definitely like convinces them to like do whatever they whatever they he wants them to. He turned a boy into he turned a girl into a boy because she had tomboyish features. And he was like, you know what? Just be a boy. Fuck it. I mean, just because he could. But anyway, the second part of this documentary, after his court case in like 05 or 06 or I think it was 08, I don't know, somewhere around there, he um he started messing with 18, 19, 20 year olds. But by that time he's 30, 40 years old, he's he's still I mean, he's still doing some weird shit. I mean, this documentary is just crazy. I mean, you got him cruising around element, uh, middle, uh, high school. Sorry, not middle school. It's not that bad. I mean, yeah, I don't know. He could have. But, like, he was cruising around high schools when he was in his 20s, just picking up chicks. Like, he just wanted young girls. I mean, and as a male... Well, as a human being, we all want a younger person in our lives, but that is not the way. <laughs> that is way, way bad. But anyway, yeah, I mean, watching this, the survivors talking about stuff, and, you know, you always try to, I've always tried to put myself in the other person's shoes. So R. Kelly. So maybe, you know, maybe some things are truthful. But that videotape was definitely him peeing on a, a young girl. He... His songs, they bring out all his lyrics of his songs. He talks about un underage girls. Even videos of him and Aaliyah on TV holding hands, doing stuff when she's 14 years old. I mean, that's just kind of red flag there. Um, all these girls' stories who have never met each other all add up to the same exact story just at a different time. So it just doesn't look good, R. Kelly. But... The whole reason why I'm bringing this up is because after watching this whole documentary, I felt sick. And it was just because I enjoyed his music. And I know his music. I mean, I loved Space Jam in the 90s. That was my jam. No pun intended. That was my, that was my shit. And he made the soundtrack for it. And while he was doing that, he had like five girls captured, enslaved, 
in his Atlanta home. So when he gets home, he can fuck whatever, which one he wants on the bed. I mean, this is some serious stuff, man. This is some messed up stuff. And the thing is, he never locked the doors so they could leave at any time. But he was so good at manipulating them that they just wanted to stay. They thought it was right. So, man, if you have a time to go check out this, Surviving R. Kelly, it is on Netflix. There is a part two that's an update story that is on Hulu, I think. Or is it Hulu or a No, Lifetime. If you have the Lifetime app, you know, we we got all the apps, it seems, nowadays. All the streaming services. Um, but, yeah, so go check it out on Lifetime. The part two, if you haven't seen part, if you've seen part one, if you haven't seen it all, go check, go to Netflix. And this is not a paid endorsement for Netflix. I am just, these are just things that I've been doing. But anyway, let's get on a lighter note because this is kind of getting to a darker path. Um, yeah. So another show that I haven't, I'm a little late on. All right. And I know all you people have reviewed this show. All you people have talked about this show, but I kind of wanted to give my two cents on it. I am a little late to it. It's The Mandalorian. So when it first came out, my wife and I, we watched six episodes. We waited. Next episode, one, you know, one episode, waited a week, one episode. We were into it. I am so, it's sad to say this, but I am so spoiled with shows just automatically coming out and I can just binge the whole season that when shows, when now Netflix and Hulu and all these places are doing this one week thing, it makes me mad that I will purposely not watch it until it's all complete. Now, The Mandalorian, I was willing to wait, but for, I don't know what happened. Uh, 2020, you know, I can chalk it up to that, I guess. But I kind of just stayed out of it for a while. Um, and then recently, my wife's like, let's just sit down and rewatch the whole thing. You know, we haven't seen season two. Um, I, I already know the big reveal at the end. This is a spoiler episode, so please, you know, by now if you don't know. Um, but I was like, you know, I, I would like to find out why he, you know, this person showed up at the end of uh, season two. So we watched season one, then we get into season two. Um, you know, we're on Disney Plus, and um, yeah, I mean, overall, I think the acting is good in the show. I think the writing is not the best. Um, I mean, it's so many good shows out there. It's hard to compare. Like people hype the Mandalorian up. And I think that's the biggest problem since people hype it up and they're like, oh my God, this is the shit, this is the shit. I think because they're hyping it up, my expectations are high as shit. It's kind of like when someone's like Breaking Bad is one of the best TV shows. I watch it, I'm like, okay, I can see it. But there's flaws in Breaking Bad. Don't get me wrong. There's always flaws. I think The Mandalorian has a good story and a good concept. Some of the writing is just not... I don't know. They kind of veer off the. I don't know. It's a little. It's a little. It's a little hard to explain. But I would say the best way to explain it is season one. It's all new. It's all fresh. Season two, you kind of know. Okay, well, you know all the characters. So you don't have to worry about that. But there's still all these side quests that you know they're doing. And I know every TV show has side quests, but you'll never see a lot of these people. You never see again. I always thought if you did a side mission, it's someone you would see later. And I could be wrong. Maybe season three, if they have a season three, um, maybe you'll see these people later. I don't know. But as of right now, it just seems a little, uh, the writing seems a little, uh, but I think it's because my expectations were so high. 
that's what it is. It's a good show. I mean, I would give it a eight out of ten. I really will. I think they do a great job making Star Wars look amazing. Um, I love. I I've talked about this many times, covering so many TV shows and stuff like that with my friends and things like that. I love prequels. I love learning about why things happen. Like, oh, we're here, but I want to know how you, we got here kind of thing. And so that's why I think The Mandalorian is pretty cool because it's like it's set after The Empire Strikes Back or The, the Return of a Jedi. I think it's Return of a Jedi. So it, it takes place right after Return of the Jedi, um, Episode 6. And it's probably leading into episode seven. Now, episode six and seven, there's a huge gap, so they could do whatever they want in there. Um, but my thoughts on it, I don't know where they're going to go with it now. Like, watching it, um, the t- for two seasons, the whole point was saving the child, bringing the child to wherever it needs to go. And now the child is there. The child is where it needs to go. I see where they set up this whole, like, oh, well, now he holds the the black saber and now he's the leader of the Mandalorians and I can see where they're trying to give some story, but I feel like the story was told. I feel like it was good. I don't know what they're going to do in season three. Um, I do have questions like where was that child at in episode seven, eight, nine did, um, you know, did, did he die? Like, I mean, I mean, these are things like I, I want to know. I mean, at one point in time, Ben Solo, you know, before he went all, I'm going to just be the evilest person in the galaxy kind of thing. He, um, he was in the Jedi temple being trained by his uncle, uncle Luke. And he had all these other people there. And then out of nowhere, Ben Solo decides to go AWOL and kills everyone. Just like Darth Vader did with all the childlings and stuff. So did he kill this baby Yoda, this uh, this Grogu, you know? I don't know. I mean, there's so many questions. I'm hoping they answer it. I think if they do more seasons, so I'm pretty sure we're not done seeing this baby Yoda thing. I'm pretty sure we're going to see them in the Mandalorian season three at one point in time. They're going to run into each other. Or they're going to, I don't know. I don't know what's going to happen. But overall, I think it was a good show. Um, don't know where they're going with season three, so... We'll find out, I guess. I guess we will. <laughs> but anyway, um, I want to thank you guys for just tuning in, just listening. Um, you know, I'm just kind of over here rambling about shit that I've been watching and just digging into. Um, that's kind of what the deal is. Um, I have still been pushing out content on the uh, YouTube channel. So definitely go to, you know, YouTube dot com slash couch on fire podcast um i'm pushing out some animal crossing videos right now Uh, you know i've been trying to do some games but not the normal typical games that you see all the time on the show you know like all the people stream call of duty and all this other stuff i decided i wanted to you know play the games that i think are fun and animal crossing is one of those games that i've just dove so much time into and it's it's fun it's cool does it get tedious absolutely do, do i get bored from it absolutely but then i put it down for a couple of weeks i'm not bringing it back because then i think of something new to do and uh i'm getting to a point where i do need some new things so i'm excited for them to update and do some new things because i am getting a little mentally bored with animal crossing but 
it is really cool going to other people's islands and seeing their shit. So if you like Animal Crossing and if you want to see other people's islands and see cool maze runs and cool things like that, go check out the channel. I also got some Among Us videos on there. I haven't played Among Us in a while, but it was pretty fun playing Among Us. And um, there's going to be a new game coming out for the Switch. It's not a new game. It's been out for a while, and people streamed it. And like I said, I'm 10 years behind. But a lot of my friends, we're all going to be playing a game soon. I'm not going to name it. You'll be a surprise. But I'm going to um, upload the video, and um, it'll be pretty cool. So I pre appreciate you guys still hanging on to the podcast, still listening. But um, one more thing before we go. I wanted to talk about um, recently in South Carolina, where I, where I live, um, we had a Comic-Con. Um, now, you're thinking, when, when I say, oh, I'm going to a Comic-Con, like right now, if I say I'm going to Comic-Con, I'm betting you a couple things are popping up in your brain. One, COVID. It's lingering around still. It's, it's not over. Um, there is no social distancing. I mean, we're all nerds and we're just going to be on top of each other. And, uh, you know, a Comic-Con, who's actually going to be there? Because it's a Comic-Con during a pandemic. Because I think we're still technically in this pandemic. You know, I mean, these are things that I've thought about. Um, but the Comic-Con, I personally did not go to. I saw videos. There's a YouTuber that just talks all about the town that we live in, which is great. I think it's fun. And he went there and it looked pretty cool. It's like five bucks to get in. It was in an old JC Penny. So it was big, but not too big. Um, there wasn't too many known actors and actresses that I know of that made me like, Oh, I got to go because I've always wanted to meet the guy that did the makeup for, you know, I, I just didn't intrigue me. I am a closet nerd. I love geeky stuff. I just don't show it too much. I mean, I'm when you meet, if you ever meet me, I mean, I mean, right now I'm in a tie dye shirt. I look like a hippie. I got a beard going on. So my hair's getting long. Um, but you know, I'm into sports and things like that. But I do have a huge nerd in me. And um, going to the Comic Con, I think I wanted to, but it fell on the same weekend as my daughter's birthday and Mother's Day. So there was just no point of trying to attempting to go to this. Um, but it got me thinking. It got me thinking. These comments, like South Carolina opened back up. And if you got vaccinated, you can socialize without masks. That's what they're saying. And to me, I feel like half these people did not get vaccinated. They're just doing it because they're just doing it because they're just tired of the whole mask situation. But it just got me thinking. It's like, man, you know, like this isn't the first convention I went to during the pandemic. There was a Christmas vacation back in Christmas that I went to. Now, we all wore masks. But this video that I recently saw at this Comic-Con, I think two people wore masks. And I still wear masks. I, so I've been fully vaccinated. Um, just me, my wife, my daughter, not so much. But just me, I've been fully vaccinated. And um, I still I still wear masks. Uh, maybe it's because I wear masks nine, ten hours a day because I work retail. And I'm just so used to it by now. But it doesn't necessarily bother me too much. And I've always said, you know what? I actually like the masks. I like that people can't see my facial expressions. Uh, I don't know. Maybe I'm not happy with my face. <laughs> I have no idea. But it doesn't bother me. So I think I'm going to be wearing a mask for a while. That's that's what I, that's what I'm getting at. And 
and yeah, I mean, this just Comic-Con is just the first. There's going to be a concert here in Myrtle Beach. There's going to be so much going on. And I know a lot of people are not going to be wearing masks. But I just, I don't know. I think I'm going to wear a mask. But yeah, that's my little thought that I wanted to shoot at the end. My little three-minute thought. <laughs> Thank you guys for listening. This is Rob, and I'll see you in the next time.